Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. So welcome viewers and listeners to our latest podcast. July is upon us. I think the folk in Parliament are getting ready to get one arm in their coat. I think they've got till the 20th of July. But um, until that comes, we will still be here bringing you all sorts of cutting edge insight. And uh, we are we're doing a, something a little bit green this week in recycling a guest from a couple of weeks ago. See what I've done there. Um, welcome, Elliot. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. So, Simon, you came up with a catchy title for this week's episode, which I think raised the odd eyebrow. Um, well, I, I don't have any data on the impact on people's eyebrows. Um, but, um, yeah, this the, this week's episode is um, is logically titled um, is logically titled Crowns, Cuffs and Loud Hailers. Um, and the reason for that, um, Elliot will explain in a, in a second. Indeed. So welcome, Elliot. Would you like to introduce yourself for um, for folk who've uh, who've not heard you on the podcast before? And uh, can you tell us the, uh, the 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 lead up to your day out in London and um, the kind of first bit of what happened next? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm Elliot. I use he they pronouns. Um, I am active in Portsmouth politics. I uh, part of the Green Party. I've stood in local elections. Um, I get involved in all kinds of protests and campaigns. Um, so that's kind of me in general. Um, and so yeah, so I I attended the May sixth uh, coronation as a protester. Uh, the lead up to this actually starts a couple of days before. Mm. Um, because I, uh, it was quite a long weekend for me. I stood in the elections that Thursday, um, so I was quite up quite late, um, as you can imagine. Um, we, we we were we were there till yep. till I think we were the last people to leave, and <laughs> they had almost turned the lights out. So I think most people were there till the wee small hours, and it was, I think we were out around three a.m. So you've had you've had a good night out on the uh, on the Thursday night, even though the, yep. perhaps the result didn't go for you. Yep. Um, but uh, so, a, yeah. a lay in, hopefully a lay-in Friday and then talk us through your Saturday. Wow, uh, wow, say a lay-in. I was work, did, did a 12-hour shift that Friday. So by the by the Saturday, I was quite knackered, as you can imagine. Um, despite that, I got up at about uh, 4 a.m. Uh, for a train that got uh, into London about, four, about 7. Um, made my way there with a small group of people. Um, um, I made, uh, we, I met up with like a, a satellite group of the larger protest that was taking a place in Trafalgar Square. Um, yeah. our little satellite group, um, that we had prearranged with, um, the larger, larger organization called Republic. Um, so just to be clear, Elliot, because obviously we know your story and people don't. So, yes. so I, I, I don't like to labour. I'm guess you would describe yourself as a possibly as a, a Republican, but not in the political sense. And and I guess the position of you and your group is, shall we say, not favourable 
towards the ongoing nature of the monarchy. Correct. So, so um, our kind of campaign is against the idea that we have an unelected head of state, that we have a um, um, uh, a parliamentary uh, monarchy. That that's what our group is against, and we of course fight for a republic, hence being called a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think it's important to kick that about because I, I think the the Venn diagram. Most people, when they hear Republican, think American Republican, and I'm not sure yes. the intersection of American Republican and Green candidate is is particularly <laughs> is particularly strong. So I think it's important we make the distinction. So, so yeah. a you, Green you, candidate also to... means something else in America yeah. as well. It means an independent candidate. Oh, does it? Oh, good oh. lord! Oh, it's a, it's an absolute <laughs> minefield. So, so you're in London. Mm-hmm. You, um, you've met up with uh, with with some of your your fellow members. Talk us through what happened next. Yes, so um, turned up in London. I took a, I made myself a, a nice a big placard saying, um, "Not make it." Um, no, saying who voted for him with a nice little like cross in a like so it's a ballot box. Um, so I made a nice little placard. Um, once we got to the little group, um, I picked up a a megaphone in a duffel bag. Um, and I just kind of took responsibility of that. Um, it was, it belonged to Republic, but you know, I picked up and was like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Whatever. Um, we have the intention of course, to use it at some point because you know, that's what you do in protests. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, we went into the crowd a bit. We were around the, the mall, um, uh, St. James's park, that area. Yep. Um, so we were just kind of, you know, holding up our placards for a bit. Um, weren't even chanting at this point. We're just kind of holding up the placards. Um, we had some good banter with some of the people around us. Um, we had some good, really good conversations actually, because um, we were stood around some a load of Australians who um, historically aren't always in favour of the money. No. Um, th- these Australians uh, were just kind of there f- to see, you know, a bit of history. Which, fair enough, I don't blame them. Um, yep. So yeah, we also had some a bit of grief from other people, as you can imagine. Um, it, it got to a point where actually that there was like a lot of anger coming towards us, and we just didn't want to. Um, we we just kind of decided, you know, it wasn't worth engaging in that. Um, we don't want to be ruining anyone's day. Um, it was very important to us that you know the only thing we're here to do is protest. Yeah, you know. The, the fact that we have an elected, unelected head of state and you know on this particular day they are being in a sense inaugurated without an election um so at this point we kind of stood back a bit we went to the back uh kind of back of the crowd um and we are having a good time at this point because we had more space we were able to hold up our signs a bit easier um as you can imagine it was very packed so it was really nice to get a bit of a bit of fresh air yeah well um, we also had some really good media attention. Um, I ended up speaking to um, The National, I think, yeah. um, and a couple of other reporters who were filming me and all that. So, yeah, we had some really good attention. Um, and so as I was talking to uh, one of these reporters, um, I could see, like, out the corner of my eye, like, a group of, like, police officers slowly coming towards us. And um, as I was doing the interview, they were going around and just taking each of the protesters to the side and just kind of chatting with them. And then I could see they're starting to search them. 
And then all of a sudden there was a police officer kind of right there next to me as I was chatting to a reporter. Um, and so once the interview ended, the officer kind of took me to the side um, and about three of them started to search me. Um, and the grounds for the search was that I was wearing a yellow t-shirt, exact same as I'm wearing today. Um, and that was, I was part of the, the pub, the, this protest group. Um, and this, these search powers, I believe came in, were under the, um, protest laws that came in, uh, two or three days beforehand. So, um, quite new powers that were used to search me. So uh, was there significance in the yellow t-shirt? Obviously I, I'm thinking so, of the gilets jaunes in France. Um, so, so is that the connection? Yeah. So, so we, we use the, the yellow as a symbol of, um, anti-monarchy um yeah it's as simple as that we we use it as a as a symbol of you know not my king we don't believe in in this idea it's kind of a juxtaposed to the the red of the monarchy i suppose right so so there are no connections with the the french gilet jaune um not off the top of my head but no I, I, I would be curious in finding out the exact kind of origins i might have to ask about yeah. that yeah. um there was so you've got three officers searching you yes yeah um so they go kind of slowly go through all my stuff they they have a, they have a good look at my like placard like wondering what it actually means i'm like speaks for itself um they have a search through my bum bag which i took with me um and then they get to my duffel bag they open it up they find the megaphone um they see it and they ask me okay what are you going to use this for I was pretty straight up. Um, you know, I was just like, you know, what you normally protest with, like, for, um, you know, we're going to chant, we're going to, you know, say, speak our message, um, you know, as you would at any protests, any protest you do in Portsmouth, um, across the country, you know. Um, so, you know, officer stands up, they kind of, you know, grimps at each other, like, mm, you know, what do we do now? Um, then, um, they, you know, one of them goes to speak over to speak to a senior officer. They come back, the mood very much quickly changes. Um, and all of a sudden the officer goes into, well, okay, right before I could see, you know, something was about to come. So mm. I, I shout over to someone, Hey, you know. I want to film this um and then yeah the mood very much changes um and at that point um the officer goes into the spiel about i'm arresting you on suspicion of breaching the peace um and and so that that was the initial um re reason uh, that was their initial initial um uh charge against me i suppose if you want to put it um uh, so I was arrested for breach of the peace, and the officer said, the reason I'm arresting you for breach of the peace is because I believe you're going to use your uh, megaphone to uh, spook the horses in the parade and um, put a harm to onto yourself. Um, so that, that that's kind of the up, going up to the arrest. Um, yeah. It, it's worth so it's worth noting yep. that I've now learned that these horses are very much um, trained to be used to very loud noises, um, as you expect in any kind of parade, um, 
especially a parade like the day on the day mm. when you know you had tens of thousands of people like shouting around them and all that so i found that very odd at the time but yeah so just just to be clear there and i'll then hand you on to simon so you you've been you you've been arrested for a, a suspicion of a breach of the peace um, um but no from, no from... So it, it was a straight up um breach of the peace yeah uh, even though um based on your own description you're uh, any in any peace breaching at this point is intended it hasn't happened as yet very much so and i hadn't even touched the megaphone at this point it's still in the duffel bag i i, I oh. hadn't even like put my hands on it i'm kind of annoyed that i didn't even get to use it so yeah <laughs> simon Okay, so that that um, that takes us up to um, that takes us up to the arrest. What what happens next? I guess is the is the is the kind of next key thing. Yes. So uh, put in handcuffs behind my back. Um, oh. I was yeah. Um, I was walked all the way to well. I was walked kind of through um, St James's Park, kind of paraded about for a bit. Um, I was I was first taken to a um, uh, a little like makeshift uh station they had um where officers were just like having their lunch and all that um and yeah i, I was sat down for a bit there sat down there for a bit while they found me a um a police van to be put into um and then at that point they then put my hands around in handcuffs in front of me which is nice i suppose um so yeah they sat me there, down there for a bit um and I still, ha uh, worth pointing out, I still had um, three police officers around me at this point, like, you know, dealing with me. Um, so, yeah, after that, they kind of paraded me around a bit more around uh, St. James's Park, um, down the mall, um, in areas where people weren't, like, necessarily allowed to go. So they kind of paraded me around for a bit. Um, so for context, I was arrested... Uh, around nine i can't remember the specific time but yep. say around nine um i wasn't put into a police van until maybe about half 11. so you know a lot of waiting around a lot of walking around in handcuffs um it you know it, it at points it felt a bit humiliating because you know they did take me around you know in front of um crowds of you know supporters of of the king they took me kind of everywhere and you know i did have shouts of you know you know lock him up and you know even from stewards which you know i didn't think was the most professional um but yeah you know it, it was humiliating humiliating um having you know those kinds of things shouted at me um so yeah i, I was uh put in a police van at around 11 half 11 um taking a station um and yeah about 12 o'clock i was uh taken in um checked in don't know signed in i don't know what the best term to use for being uh signed in checked into a police station is it's not so much a hotel yeah. but you know you know what i mean yeah. um so yeah at the station um you know they kind of went through everything they took um they took the majority of my stuff into evidence um so most of the stuff in the well most of the stuff in the duffel bag apart from the duffel bag itself 
Um, they took the placards um, and a few um, other documents. Um, thankfully, I was able to keep hold of my phone um, as a personal possession. Um, so yeah, they um, at the station they later arrested me on uh, conspiracy to conspiracy to commit public nuisance, which is the uh, which comes under the twenty twenty two crime courts and sentencing act. Um, so yeah, that's what I was later charged on, mm-hmm. and they bre- they um, they dropped the breach of the peace charge and and the reason for that um was under breach of the peace they weren't actually allowed to hold me um whereas under the the second one they were um and the reason they wanted to hold me for longer was because they believed i if they you know if they just took my details and let me go i would then go back to the protest and continue protesting mm. um so it very from, from that point it very much seemed like you know they're just keep trying to keep me off the streets they're you know preventing me from you know just protesting um so yeah they um again checked me in they took Mm -hmm. my dna took a nice mug shot um they took a finger and hand prints of me so They've now got that on the system, which is nice. I suppose. Are they, um, are they not required? If because the, they and did they? Sorry, I'm I'm probably leaping a bit, leaping ahead here. They um. So I mean, the, were the charges later dropped? Because I thought they had to destroy any DNA that they they keep. Well, I, I've not been told. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just a spoiler: they were eventually dropped, but mm-hmm. um. I was only told they were dropped by my solicitors. So I've, I've not actually heard anything from the police to say officially. Okay, so they don't write to you to say, Mr. Lee, we've decided, we, um, Elliot, Elliot Lee, we've, we've decided um, not, to, not to pursue any further course of action. They don't actually write to you to say that that's the case. No, 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 they're not, they're not that pleasant, it turns out. Um, Okay, and and yeah, yeah. and and during the during this uh, arrest, and I know you've 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 used the term parade, paraded about. Are they moving you from one location to another, kind of kind of thing? And, and at any point, are they allowing you to um, to get any legal advice or to or to speak yes. to any so, friends? Or? Yeah, or, you know, I say I was paraded about um, around kind mm-hmm. of London for a bit, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, once I was put in the police van, I was taken to Charing Cross Police Station. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was able to give them um, a number of a uh, solicitor. Um, if anyone's been to any big protests before, they've probably been given some kind of uh, what's called a bust card. Um, I believe there's some kind of acronym there. Uh, but it essentially has like all kinds of different like well-being mm-hmm. and legal support. Um, there was a number of a solicitor on there that I used um, that they are they specialize in um, kind of civil rights cases. Um, so yeah, that, that was, um, the legal representation I was able to access, um, Mm -hmm. but not until, uh, about 12 hours later. Right. Okay. So you, so you were Um, held, you'd been charged, but you were held for about 12 hours without, um, but you were given the opportunity to call for a solicitor, but the solicitor 
didn't turn up for 12 hours or how does that how does that so, work because it's so yeah it's i you know i didn't quite understand it myself at the time so mm. um they actually call a solicitor for you um right. uh, so that kind of happened um now the reason it kind of part of the reason it took so long um was because um there was a number of other protesters both like mm-hmm. within my group and others so uh just stop oil for example um animal animal rebellion mm-hmm. and i believe there might have been another group there so there was a number of different protesters in 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 the station that needed to be seen by this specific solicitor so that's why my case took a bit longer i could have taken the advice of a duty solicitor but i would have preferred actually to have the advice of someone who's um got you know expert knowledge in this right i see um, okay yeah yeah um so i didn't i didn't get so yeah I, I didn't call a solicitor but i did eventually uh get to call my partner um mm-hmm. however i didn't get to call my partner for a good 12 hours um so about nine wow. o'clock at night i finally was able to get through to my partner and i feel like i was way too long because as you can you know i they didn't well they knew I, i'd been arrested based on um they knew i'd been arrested based on some um on a news article that came out by sky it kind of popped up for them uh randomly so they knew i'd been arrested but um I, annoyingly i wasn't able to get in, in contact with them until about nine o'clock at night wow um based on i don't i, I don't know what happened but yeah so something mm. went down that just meant i couldn't get in contact them for ages and you know that caused a bit of stress to both myself yeah. and my partner as you can imagine of course yeah okay yeah. um yeah. no thanks for thanks for kind of ta- um, taking a, taking us through that um ian yeah so so uh, and uh, i guess eventually you you know time passes and and obviously the streets of london have cleared so so when when did they finally quote unquote let you out again? Yeah, so I spoke to a solicitor about one o'clock. Um, I spent spent like most of the afternoon reading some old book and eating mediocre food. Um, had a little nap and then um, yeah, I eventually got to speak to a solicitor um, at one. Then I was let out around two. Um, onto the streets of london they they did offer they did offer that i could stay the night but i i didn't find the uh, facilities that pleasing yeah. so so I, you know in, I, I, I was like in the no, police I'll... station they they offered to you can stay in the cell for a night if you want <laughs> yeah. so, okay. trip advisor rating for charing cross cells not not really more than one star i mean so. their, their veg to be fair their vegetable curry was um not worse i've i've had worse to be fair so um yeah. I'll, I'll give you them i'll give them a star for their uh, vegetable curry so so again just coming back to the protest because i think that, you know this is where um you know where i think it, it, it's important to get into the mm, details yeah, so you, you yeah. said there was a small group of you yes um you know what sort of numbers and and you mentioned that there was that the you know whilst there was some good-natured conversation some of the the, the, there seemed to be some hostility building can you just yeah flesh that out for so so yeah just to give some context there were uh the main protest that happened um in trafalgar square 
um, there were some shenanigans going around around there, but I wasn't <laughs> there to experience it, so I, I'll, I'll leave yeah. that. Um, but yeah, there, there was about four satellite protests, um, like along the mall and then down Whitehall as well. So I was um, uh, at the mall around kind of the kind of Buckingham Palace kind of end, um, and there's about ten to fifteen of us. A few of us joined, so yeah, yeah. About ten to fifteen. Um, so yeah, we, we we had some really good conversations with people. You know, they were just like, people just asking, you know, what are we there for? What do you actually believe in? Yeah. Um. You know, what kind of uh, head of state would you actually want? Um. I'll go into that later, obviously. Yeah. Um. So that that was kind of the you know the good nature conversation. We had some. Um. One of the Australians, in fact, had um had one of their flags. Um, up and um, every time uh, we put our placards up, they were playing a little game and trying to block us. You know, it was a good kind of good-natured thing like that. They weren't yeah. like particularly getting annoyed. They, we were just having a bit of you know a good laugh that kind of thing. Um, the the other people, the kind of on the other end, we had you know people you know just kind of shouting at us, being like you know you're here to ruin our day. Um, you know, there, there was a dad being like to their daughter, look, there's the silly protesters. Um, so, you know, people just generally annoyed thinking, you know, we're going to do something silly. Um, what one of the angry people called over to a, an officer, you know, being like, you know, you need to arrest them. They're going to disturb us or whatever. And yeah. an officer came over and was like, you know, at the minute, they're not doing anything disruptive or whatever. So um so, so yeah, yeah. so i guess so the, you know the, the the question is 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 which i think is you know again if we try and explore this in because effectively at first glance it looks like you've been arrested based on intentions or presumed intentions mm. um and you've said yourself that you're you're you know there was an intention that the, the small group of you would would kind of chant and try and get your message across as, it, as you would it, with any protest yeah 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 no uh, absolutely so it i i guess is you know is what what were your intentions for the rest of the day in terms of the nature of your protest yep so exactly that so hold up our signs we had um we had about 10 signs um spelling out you you might have seen them in um in the news, heard of them. Um, so we have about ten placards, and each each letter has a each placard has a letter spelling out "Not my king," and we were going to um, hold each up um, so they're quite distinctive um, when the um, you know when the parade came came past. We we're going to hold them up, and and so people could actually see it. Um, so both like you know people on the other side of the mall could see it, people. Uh, you know, helicopters who were filming could see it, um, yeah. and it, you know, it did work in in some areas. I don't know if if it particularly worked for my satellite group, particularly because you know we lost a man. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was kind of our intention for the rest of the day to just kind of hold our placards, chant for a bit, um, speak to people. Um, we were later going to go to Buckingham Palace when the the king. Just going to come up on the balcony and wave. We're going to go get a bit closer and hold our signs up. Um, so you know, is is nothing literally nothing other than chanting placards. Maybe so give, there, uh, a few leaflets. Yeah, looking to looking to be a highly visible protest. So just yes. to uh, yeah. just to kind of so in your little satellite group of of ten to fifteen, hmm. 
were, were you the only person led away because you were i'm going to put air quotes up going equipped with your was it the was it the megaphone that did for you or were other other members taken as well yes so it, it was literally just you know that they gave other reasons like you know the fact that i was wearing a yellow t-shirt right <laughs> but yeah it, it was uh pretty much um the megaphone uh the placards um and even even the um the the bus card that i was on about that said you know gave a number of solicitor they they used that against me to say oh you've got a number of solicitor you're intended to get arrested therefore you're intended to do something bad which i i thought was quite a long um a, a long kind of thought process but yeah um but i was the only one in my group and then someone from another uh, satellite group got arrested as well and they were taken into the same van as me and taken to the same police station as me and, and just before we sort of move on to the wider issues you, mm -hmm. you, I, I got a strong sense from your your description of of being paraded that you felt there was an it, it, the description struck me was was that the police were almost using you and i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like you were describing the police sort of using you as a almost as like a trophy to say look we have been tough on these protesters who are here and i'm going to use euphemistic language to ruin your day look here's one we arrested earlier um you know and and have made a point of ensuring that as many pro-monarchy people saw that you were there bound in cuffs and being led away mm. Um, to am I have I over dramatized that or is that? I, I mean, that... you know, obviously I I have no clue what their actual intentions were, but no. it it did seem quite long for them to find a police van for me, um, considering you know the amount of police presence there was in London, um, yeah. you know, and again like I had three police officers like escorting me around, like one of them was holding like you know just carrying my placard. It it felt very much like you know here's the criminal. Shout, shout stuff, boo, throw your rotten veg if you've got any, that kind of thing. <laughs> that and, that and, la and last part didn't happen, but yeah. No, and no, I know, but I think there is an element of. I, I think you've been, you, you've, you've described it very richly. It, it, you know, I, I as you were describing, I had this sort of picture of, you know, well, well, if we put Elliot in the virtual stocks and we parade him then then people will see that we you know e even carrying your placard it's like you know there there does feel to me to be a little bit of staging and theater about it to um to show that things were being done yes definitely yeah that's definitely how i felt okay so um so given i mean you mentioned that the um the legislative changes that that took place um uh, a couple of days before um so how how do you feel the about the current legislation around around protesting in the in the uk yeah so i don't feel great obviously <laughs> i i think um that well, every bit of legislation has come in recently around protest so the uh the 20 the 2022 police crime sentencing um one um which kind of um legislates against nuisance protest disruptive protest um there's the 2023 one which focuses on kind of locking on and that kind of thing and then there was um a bit of secondary leg legislation that came in a little bit after that um i i i feel like they're they're very much all 
overreaching in in what they do and completely unnecessary. I think, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I think it, in general it is worrying for the precedent. It, it, every, it all of this sets like what what comes next? What are they going to legislate against next? You know, is is you know are certain protest symbols going to become you know uh prohibited in public spaces like am i going to be able to hold carry a placard with me that kind of thing it is it, wor- it's worrying in what precedent it, it particularly sets and i mean you you mentioned about it, one of the things that the police had, had um had said to you was that you obviously then went i mean i'm, I'm paraphrasing you but you, you, you said that they'd um they'd inferred that you went there with intent to cause disruption because you had the contact details of a solicitor on on hand mm. um i mean does 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 that mean that the the we does that mean that we're not in you know does that mean we we shouldn't prepare ourselves with contact details of legal representation should we ever need it is that apparently not apparently not i i don't really know what to say like you know it's um it, it, it's, it's such a, a strange inference they make uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing with these new bits of legislation because they're so new police don't necessarily know how to use them properly mm-hmm. uh, and it very much appeared that on the day you know when the officers found the megaphone they were looking around each other like you know what do we do Ooh. is this a restable yeah. offense what you know how can how could we charge him um yeah so so yeah so the so the megaphone kind of gave this situation of you were going equipped to be loud but you you never actually as you said yourself you never actually le- used it but mm. but the um but the inference being that by carrying it you were you were going to use it um e- even though um you know you you you'd said yourself that you you weren't going to do that so i mean do, do you think that the that the the current legislation is is do you think that that's it's you know it's too specific or it's too broad do you, do you what would you kind of rather see it be um so I mean, it, that's hard to say so mm-hmm. i mean the the police crime the 2022 one that's that's obviously what i got arrested under mm-hmm. um and i'm pretty sure that just said you know you can't be you can't be um causing a public nuisance you can't be making noises that are too loud that kind of thing so mm-hmm. i i thought it in a sense that's quite broad mm. um but it obviously has been created to target protests so it's really hard to say mm. um but you hadn't actually I, done any of those things yeah but it's also like you know at what point does you know me using a, a megaphone become arrestable like you know protesting um uh protesting um we've stopped the sewage and using a, a megaphone on south sea beach for example as i did a couple of months back was that disruptive to you know fish in the sea or you know passes by um what, at what point does something become disruptive mm. you know 
Mm. Well, does this 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 I think takes us nicely into our next question, Elliot, which is where I think you know that this is where it, I, I think because there is an element around balancing rights in this, isn't there? Which mm. is the yeah. right to protest, yeah. and you did touch on it in your intro, and the right of in this case people to have a quote unquote jolly nice day out in London to cheer their new king and wave their little flags. So there is an element of I guess w would you accept that potentially a even a modest group of 10 15 people with a loud hailer potentially them chanting not my king and waving their placards might take the gloss off of a, a pro monarchists once in a lifetime opportunity to enjoy the coronation of their new king so on the day there was tens of thousands of people in london uh mm. and every one of them was de demonstrating many of them were demonstrating screaming uh god save the king you know yep we love you charles you know they they were you know waving their union jacks and english flags and you know all, all, all the different um or all, all their different nationalities flags uh, everyone there was demonstrating they were they were in there in support of uh, a king in support of a parliamentary monarchy and i i very much respect them for being there and coming out on the day and you know shouting and and giving their voice you know many of them had their own like um uh noisemakers of mm. all kinds um none of them however were arrested as i'm as far as I'm aware, um, so it's um, it's not very balanced at all. No. So the horses can only be spooked by anti-monarchy. Apparently, yeah. So, so okay. there's certain like buzzwords that um, mm. that particularly you know set them off. So I, th I think, and I, and I think that's a that's a really well-made point about the um, about the you know the, the the fact is that the that the vast majority there stood on one side of the equation and and as you say that they are doing their thing in a noise making and you know effectively they're on one side of the equation doing exactly what you were planning to do on the other side of the equation um and you got arrested kind of they don't and uh, and i guess that you know that we have seen several high profile incidents and and if you choose not to comment on them i, I completely understand where you know, organisations like Just Stop Oil have disrupted sporting events, and uh, I believe they disrupted London Pride. Which, and whether Pride is a is a um, protest event or not, is is something we you know probably we, we touched on or could be on another show. But I guess if a, if you know something like a sporting event where somebody has not gone to protest, um, you know, is there a case there for? You know, individuals who are looking to disrupt and ruin somebody's day out. You know, they paid a lot of money for is, is or is just the nature of protest um, that that to make your point, you have to you have to disrupt somebody else's day. Yeah, I mean, so for start off, protest is always hands down um, going to be disruptive. Um, I mean, my, my kind of thoughts on. On each, I, I think there's a, a lot of different. I, I my kind of thought kind of varies between each instance. So mm. uh, I mean, for example, sport events. I, I very much, I, I very much support 
what um, stop just stop all do, doing those cases because you know in reality those these moments are like maybe a minute of, of wasted time of the game. You know if if that actually if actually makes a, a difference to a couple of people's views, I. I, I, I think that's totally fine. And, and, and you know, it's the same with um, um, at Pride. Uh, as, a, as a queer person, I'm very much support of, of what Just Stop Oil did um, that day. The corporations that do support Pride, um, you know, do have a responsibility in being ethical. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think as long as it's under the right... Um, the right circumstances that these groups are are targeting you know people in the right way in a considerate in a considerate way i'm i very much support them i i I have found in in the past that i don't necessarily support everything these organizations do uh there's Mm. been some pretty bad examples um uh by uh extinction rebellion and just stop all um so to be honest, we, for me, it, it it depends on the circumstances. But as long as it's um, impacting people in the right way. Um, so, for example, I feel like anything in London is quite quite fair game because London is pretty much the epicenter of of power in the UK. And if we can target that in any way, then um, you know it's made an impact in some form. So does it then become a political? So it would suggest that the nature of protest is is political in its nature, because you know, again, as a massive keen cricketer and rugby fan, um, you know, again, I I would be just as livid with any protesters who you know supported a cause that I support disrupting the game, because I'm even though I podcast on politics, sport comes before politics for me. So does it then just become a, a, and this is where perhaps we're we're in this grey area, that people who are judging your actions uh, on the day of the 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 coronation of the king, it really depends which lens they look through, because you could make a case that that you know your group had gone to ruin a once in a lifetime opportunity for those who wanted to enjoy the monarchy, and by your very presence, you know. You can say, well, they were there as well, but there's an element of being in the, that minority position. Um, a, a breach of the peace potentially could follow if, if those people who are shouting angrily at you, if that then leads to a to a boiling over and a breach of the peace. Mm. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think there's there is definitely some grey area there, um, but I, I, I suppose. You, yeah, I, I think there, there is a very political aspect of it. And you've got to consider, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, at what cost am I protesting for? Um, you know, I, I personally believe that that protesting and causing disruption for the sake of the environment is is worthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and different people have different uh, causes that they would be willing to, you know, go to that length for. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily was uh, jumping onto the court at Wimbledon, but you know some people would be willing to go out and protest for certain issues. Um, you know whether it be the NHS or um, just stop sewage or um, 
you know, I mean, <clears throat> for example, if um, if somebody if somebody jumped out onto the courts at Wimbledon and they were um, they were shouting in support of the NHS, for example, you know, being like, you know, we need more funding. Would people feel differently about that? It is it's very much political. Protests will always be political. Uh, I think so. And I, I guess by the same token, if somebody jumped onto the court at Wimbledon and, you know, waving a stop the boats banner and send the illegally entering immigrants to Rwanda, um, you know, they might believe that passionately, but probably there'd be a, a different sector of society who may or may not be sympathetic to them. Of course, of course. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think we've got to be... Um, we, you know, not necessarily just accept that this is going to happen, but we have to be, um, we have to be open-minded and respectful to people of different views. I, I wasn't fully on board with everything, you know, these, um, you know, just up what we're doing originally, but you know, I've kind of grown towards them. That's brilliant. Thank you. So, not an easy uh, question to work through, Elliot. So, yeah. no, appreciate your candor there. Okay, so I, I, I guess, um, so has this experience, the um, d despite the offer of a of a free place to stay for the evening from, uh, from the police, has that experience put you off for of protesting in future? No, never. Um, if um, I mean, if, if very much, if if I have to ever protest against anything, it's going to be protesting against uh, protecting the right to protest itself. Um, yeah, I, I'm, it's it's not really deterred me at all. Um, obviously, I'm now wary that I will need to be more careful in the future. You know, maybe get a uh, a new phone just to just to take to protest, for example. Because unfortunately, a lot of my my friends' phones were seized. So I, you know, I've got to be mindful um, about how I pro approach these things in the future. But I'm you know I'm always going to be attending more protests. Um, next weekend, I'm going to Trans Pride in in Brighton, and you know I'm sure there'll be many more many more protests coming in the future and i'm going to be at everyone okay that was a a, a a clear answer on that one yeah so we've 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 we touched on the the protest and and you know again uh, thankfully the whilst i'm sure it was very scary at the time it, it, it it's it uh it sounds like it's more reinforced your um your your appetite rather than um diminished it <clears throat> um, definitely so we so if we come back to to the the key element of what the protests or what you were protesting about so if there is no monarch um what what do you and your <clears throat> what would you and your your organization look to replace the monarch with and and what would you see as the key benefits mm, yeah so um many people who kind of come across us are you know first thoughts are like you know we don't want a president uh boris johnson we don't want a president uh jeremy corbyn and fair enough i wouldn't want either um no, you and me both yeah we're, we're good we're aligned <laughs> <laughs> um just to clarify i wouldn't want either either so you know, okay like three for three <laughs> we're all on the same page yeah. Yeah. great um what i would want however um is a president that is um, outside of party political lines. I would want a president that actually um, 
is is not going by party lines and is not ne- does not necessarily have the executive power. Um, the best way to kind of look at this is a president who is, in a sense, a referee of um, British politics and, and the constitution, um, someone who has both ceremonial and constitutional roles. So f- this would only work in in a scenario where we actually had a written constitution as well, which I should be clear on. Mm. Um, and so, you know, for example, um, say um say we have a secretary of state a minister who kind of um you know does something bad you know you know i'm sure we've probably had a couple of examples of that in the last few years you know you know say say we had you know something like that now at the minute the only people that can sanction that person is the prime minister unfortunately if if the minister and the prime minister are very good friends, that's quite unlikely to happen. Mm. If we had a president and a constitution, and the constitution said, uh, if the if the constitution said, you know, if you um, if you do uh, this, you know, if you do something that puts your office into disrepute, uh, the president could then look at the constitution and apply it to the situation. Uh, and the president could decide to sanction, you know, does that person um, need to be dismissed? Do they need to be, um, you know, does some other action need to happen? Uh, and, you know, there's so many different examples of this. So, mm. um, you know, if we're, if um, if the president believes that the prime minister no longer has confidence of the House of Commons, the president could then decide based on what the constitution says yes we need a a um yes we need a an election or you know no we don't need an election and i'll put the leader of the opposition in charge and see if they can do a better wow. job so it's it's very much put in um making a president a, a kind of a referee of of how we do politics um isn't isn't the challenge there though elliot there is a saying isn't there that says you know if if anybody wants to rise to high political office that should rule them out of ever taking on high political office because i I think possibly we could both agree at the moment that whilst there are the whilst the you know the king is the is the kind of ceremonial head of state in terms of their their involvement in politics or their involvement in um you know matters the day-to-day running of the country is almost nothing isn't it it's 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 consultative perhaps at times i guess and what you've sort of described there for me is i actually i find quite scary because if i look at the american model of the president who i think originally was intended to uphold the american constitution and and be that role that you describe what what it you know the way that i view that political that office now and i'd see it going the same way in the uk is because it it, it would need to be elected isn't the danger that we would have seen populist boris johnson versus populist jeremy corbyn where you would have ended up you know, in the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you get to choose 
the second worst person in the world is is that not the risk of the 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 kind of situation you describe um I, I suppose it is a risk, but again, I wouldn't be looking towards, um, you know, a president in such a, an American fashion. I'd be looking more towards <clears throat> um, um, Ireland as a great example, and, and they are very much a, to what we we look up towards mm. um, as to someone who can um, uh, you know, make a make informed decisions on based on what are, what are essentially the country's rules um and you know we already have some great examples of that judges do that exactly they they look at what the law is and they make a informed decision on that um in the house of commons we have a speaker and that again mm. is, is quite similar to the role we'd be looking at but something much higher up and would you have them elected by th th this person? Would you have them appointed by the by the public, or or because the the speaker's appointed by the by the M by the members of the house by the by the MPs? Yeah. W would you so, would you look for that, or or something kind of, or do you have something like jury service where it's literally someone is appointed? <laughs> what so appointed randomly the presidency? No. Um... Ooh, I, I think I'd be rather good at it. <laughs> Um, no, so what we'd be looking at is um, a, a people's vote. So, um, you know, uh, proportional representation. Um, well, no, I, I suppose that something the mo that would mo <clears throat> most be, be most representative. So, not necessarily first past the post, but um, yeah, but yes, appointed by the people of of the United Kingdom or <clears throat> at the very least of, you know, England and Wales, if Scotland doesn't want in. And and how long would you want their terms to be? Yeah, so probably about five years. I, you know, I, I think that's a healthy amount. And there would have to be term limits of, you know, two or three. Um, you know, that's, I think that just ensues a, a healthy democracy that we do have a, um you know a, a spinning door of presidents in a way that you know keeps keeps things fresh uh, and you know it's important that anyone you know any anyone is able to access the office that no matter what walk of life you know you don't have to be a politician you could be a charity boss boss you could be you know someone quite um affluent in the not affluent um influent with a lot of influence in the NHS, for example, someone who has, you know, a really good, strong CV, you know, they're the people we would want to have in that kind of office. And okay. so I guess having relieved the king and queen of their ceremonial head of state duties, uh, what, how does the, uh, what, what happens next for the royal family under that, uh, that do they do they still have a a kind of a, a a kind of historical tourist attraction role or 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 do you fail you know does the does the title and the the lineage and everything end with that? I mean they they can live on you know I allow them that. Um, it's very decent, but, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I'm sure they have enough money to keep themselves going for. 
however many thousands of years. So, I mean, you know, they don't necessarily need any um, any any titles to to keep them going or anything like that. Um, and you know, past a couple of years, they I I, I wouldn't expect them needing anything from the state. Um, but you know, I mean, France is a great example. Thousands of people still go and see their royal palaces, yet their 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 uh, monarchy died many many years ago. Um, so you know, I, I don't expect to be demolishing Buckingham Palace anytime soon. Um, but yeah, you know, two quid on Supla. <laughs> anything other than that, you know, <clears throat> the monarchy should go. Perfect. Okay. Any other oh. questions from yourself, Simon? Uh, no, I, th I, I think there's um, there's lots for lots for our, our viewers to, to chew over there um, and to um, by all means um, any of our viewers or anyone listening listening to the stream um, either later on or uh, listening to the audio version by all means uh, do add your comments uh, as to what what you think uh, would work instead um, or whether you're in favour of, of keeping the monarchy uh, and indeed any of your views about the um, uh, about the police's ability to um, to arrest Elliot for carrying a loud Haley that he didn't use and wearing a yellow t-shirt. We do need to ask for complete, completeness though, mm -hmm. because it's been central to the whole story. What happened to the loud hailer? <laughs> so I, I didn't really go into this too much, but yeah. Um, so my, yeah, my charges got dropped as, as my uh, solicitor let me know. Um, uh, and I, I was told, you know, the police would get in touch with me about, Giving my stuff back. Um, we are now. What's the date today? Ninth uh, of July. Ninth of July. Um, I've only just heard back from an officer the week before last, um, and he said we'll try and get your stuff back as soon as possible. Um, even though you know charges have been dropped for this whole time, um, so we're slowly in the process of trying to get my my um megaphone and other bits and bobs back i'm i'm a bit annoyed i, I still to have my um placard back as well um it doesn't have any monetary value but just out of principle i i wouldn't mind it back well i think in terms of uh, in terms of completeness of the day i went to london and it went horribly wrong you, you really should have the placard for posterity yes. shouldn't you yeah yeah i mean i i got a few uh, newspaper pages just to just uh, help me out for for a time <laughs> for a time in the future so elliot thanks ever so much for coming on and sharing your story um and uh I, good luck for next weekend i hope you have a great time in thank brighton you. thank so you you've been listening to the pompey politics podcast i've been ian tiny morris and our guest has been elliot lee and I've been Simon Sansbury. Join us next week at 6.27, uh, where we'll be taking a, an advanced look at the agenda for the uh, Portsmouth City Council's uh, full council meeting um, that takes place on Tuesday the 18th. So join us next week at 6.27. <laughs>
if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy.